You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Bonus, bonus. It's weird to do that on my own, but here we are. Uh, this is Rory Cashin from The Big Reviewski and Joe.ie. I'm here because I've been lucky enough to have a nice long chat with the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony, the two guys who uh, you might know from Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers Endgame, and Avengers Infinity War. So it's just, you know, four of, four of these little indie darlings that maybe not a lot of people have got to see. Um, no, they're, they're some of the biggest films ever made. And in the lead up to Endgame, it's, it's difficult to chat to them because... As, they, as you'll hear, they uh, they want to keep everything a surprise. They want everything to be a secret. They want us all to go in fresh and clean and virginial and having no idea of what to expect. And I appreciate that, but it does make interviewing uh, tricky because there's only so much you can talk about. Uh, but thankfully, there, what, what, what we could talk about, they talked about at length. Uh, and here they are. Here's myself talking to Joe and Anthony Russo. Hello, both of the Russo brothers. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm really, really good. Could I, just for the sake of our listeners, get uh, Joe to say hello? Hi, this is Joe here. How are you? I'm good. And Anthony, just so we can differentiate do uh, your voices. Yes, this is Anthony speaking now. Fantastic. Um, congratu- well, early congratulations on uh, Endgame. Really, really excited about seeing the finished product. Uh, a few years ago, uh, we spoke to you and you described uh, Civil War as a fight at the wedding and you described uh, Infinity War as a smash and grab heist movie. Uh, it turns out you're really, really good at condensing uh, descriptions of your movies. So how would you describe Endgame? You know, it's interesting. Uh, Endgame, we are specifically avoiding uh, uh, doing that with, even though we enjoy sort of uh, that process. But we, we want to be so uh, uh, secretive about what people can expect from the movie that we're just not talking about it at that level uh, until the movie is, is seen. You know, the, on the upside is, you know, I think on the 22nd, uh, we uh, is the world premiere of the movie. It's the first time anyone's going to see the movie in a theater. And um, the, the cast is going to be even seeing the movie for the first time at that, at that screening. And then over the next couple of days, the press will see it, and the movie will open almost everywhere on the planet by that Friday. So within a few days, everyone is going to experience this movie at the same time. We're just trying to keep things quiet until then. Is that uh, is that really difficult for you to do, or is it like a fun aspect knowing that there, you have this huge secret that pretty much everyone in the world wants to know? It's very difficult. It's hard to keep secrets. And it's hard. I mean, look at... And it's hard for the actors. It's hard for all of us. But it's you know because this is like we we've, we've spent our our every day all day uh, working on this movie for the past couple of years. So it's like it's you know you, of course you want to talk about what you spend your time doing, um, but we can't in this situation because again it's just so important for us to preserve that experience for audiences because that's that's the way we would want to experience the movie. So really, we're just trying to maintain that uh, that same that same experience that we're longing for in terms of walking to a movie theater, being surprised and uh, by what we're about to see. Well, considering the, uh, the the level of secrecy, I think I, I'm i about to ask the most important question about Endgame. <clears throat> Are you ready? 
Yes, I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you were on set making this one and you called for Chris, was there ever uh, a point where three Chris's arrives and you had to explain <laughs> which one you needed? <laughs> you know what's so funny is I thought we were going to have more trouble with that same issue, but um, we, we did not. Oh, they, they they knew which one was which. How how well like do you have a shorthand? Do you just like okay. call them all out by their character name or what's that? Like when you're like, yeah, sorry, yep. Yeah. When you're calling for whichever Chris you needed, or if you needed more than one, like what's the shorthand there? Do you call them by their character name or do you call out their surname? What's the easy way to get the Chris's on? Well, this movie it was harder on Infinity War because. Yeah. War. There were three Chris's on Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But with Endgame, it was it was less difficult. There were yeah, less, yeah. there were only two Chris's on the. Um, but yeah, but no, they they tend to always know. You know, here's the thing: is the context. People tend to understand from the context uh, who you're talking to and uh, who who's sort of on the hot seat at any given moment. Sure, sure. Um, you've got a lot of very, very funny people working uh, in front of the camera and and behind the camera. There's a lot of very, very, very funny one-liners throughout, throughout uh, the series so far. And it's a very heightened uh, sense uh, when you're working on these films as, as well. Um, with all that in mind, is there is there one actor out of all the Avengers who is most likely the corpse the one who's like most likely to crack up laughing and you'll have to just wait until they write it out and then continue on filming oh man who is that I'm trying to th- oh you know sometimes Evans get, goes into laughing fit yeah you know, he does finds, seem like the giggliest know, one <laughs> yeah exactly sometimes so you know somebody else in the cast will do something and he just can't get it out of his head and sort of like every time he looks at that actor again, as we're trying to, as we're trying to perform the scene, he just he'll lose it, <laughs> and have, we'll have to go back to square one. <laughs> but, but he's such a charming guy because like his, the fact that he's laughing and can't get through a take, you know, it generally just makes the rest of us laugh as well. And is there is there one on the flip side, where like someone who no matter no matter how funny the situation is, they can they can control it, they can remain stoic in in the face of everyone else laughing. Wow. Yeah, Batista. <laughs> Batista. Yeah, <laughs> I should have yeah. guessed that actually. He, uh, he not had... in this movie though, right? Oh, are you talking about? Uh, we're talking about Infinity War or Endgame. Well, out of any of the Avengers or, or Guardians that you've worked with so far. Oh yeah, well, in Infinity War, uh, when we worked with Batista, I mean, he would never crack. That guy was like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like Stone. Right. Yeah. Right, so he's, he's a lot like his uh, his Drax person then. Um, yeah, I think so. One, one thing I have to say, I, I haven't obviously seen the film yet, but there's a very kind of Return of the King vibe to uh, to the whole thing where you feel like, or it's like the last you know week of, of school where you're saying goodbye to people, maybe for a short time, maybe for a longer time, maybe you'll see them again in, you know, Avengers College later on in, uh, in the franchise, but uh, was that the vibe on set as well where you kind of knew to a certain extent there'd be some people you might not be working with again um, I mean for I mean, Joe and I I want to say yeah, one way or the other uh, in respect we, to that but um, well I would say for Joe and I we you know we, this is our last Marvel movie so uh, for, for the foreseeable future we we may end up working with Marvel again down the road we have a, a lovely relationship with them it's been like one of the greatest creative collaborations of our careers 
uh, working with Kevin Feige and Marvel. Um, but you know, we're 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 at the end of our cycle here. So, um, you know, we 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 definitely had a sense of there was a big sense of finality in this in this movie uh, for for us on a personal level, but also for many people for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And just in terms of of you both, like there there have been some uh, directors who have come back uh, or have only done the one movie. There's some have come back for for two. You guys are now four movies deep, which is obviously more than anyone else in the MCU. And then there's some other directors who uh, it didn't seem like a good fit. What would you say it is about you two guys or about the MCU in general that you were like, yeah, this works for us and we click in here quite well? Uh, it's a good question. Um, you know. I think, you know, we, you know, having done, we spent about a decade in television doing a lot of television work. And I think it's our, I think that background helped prepare us for the sort of serialized storytelling that we, that we, that we have in the MCU. Um, And I think, I think Joe and I are just, we all, we're also like, if you look at all of our work, Joe and I have always been drawn to ensemble storytelling from our very first movie. Uh, very first indie feature throughout through all of our television work. We love ensembles. We love working with ensembles. So I think that also really suited us to the way the MCU was evolving. And I think just in terms of, you know, the way the Winter Soldier flowed into... So once we decided to do Civil War as our second Captain America movie, that's really, I think, what opened up a road forward for us in the MCU because that, that movie was so much about um, examining the Avengers as a family unit and breaking them up, basically divorcing them in that movie. And that, that was the setting for Thanos to arrive. You know, we thought, what, what better way, uh, you know, what better moment for, for the greatest threat the Avengers are ever going to face uh, than, than having the Avengers be at their absolute lowest point and not even being the Avengers anymore in, in many respects. So I think once we, I think it was like when we were in, uh, in post-production on Civil War, that's when it started to be first occur to us, and I think also to Kevin Feige that we were probably the the best people to carry the story forward from that moment, just simply because of the story work we had done, uh, the specific story work we had done within our movies uh, in the MCU, but also also because we are we have these these skills from television and uh, this taste for ensemble storytelling that that I think uh, complemented where we were going with the narrative in the MCU. Well, just even in those uh, five years since the Winter Soldier, like the the MCU itself, as you said, has evolved and it's evolved hugely. Uh, people look to it now uh, for kind of almost like pillars of, of modern cinema where you can see Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and I guess the upcoming, uh, I hope I'm saying it right, Shang-Chi, where we're seeing a lot of diversity uh take center field in uh in in the marvel universe like do you do you, do you see that continuing on like I, I guess at this point one of the big ones that marvel hasn't tackled yet is any kind of uh front and center lgbtq character is that something that's come up at all yes i mean we can't really speak to uh what marvel is going to do in the future that's more for them to say when they're ready but we do know that diversity is a, is a big part of how they're moving forward, and that there are going to be very very exciting things coming from that. Certainly, front. an LGBTQ plus character. Oh, fantastic! That's that's well, that's great to hear. Has there been one particular uh, day on any of the sets that you've worked on for MCU uh, movies so far where you you had to take a step back and go, 
wow, this is this is uh, this is pretty big. This is like even from the outside in. I loved the Winter Soldier. I like I loved Civil War. The size of Infinity War, just in terms of scope, was unreal and fantastic. And obviously, haven't seen Endgame, but it's 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 got a lot of uh, scale to it as well. I'm sure. But like, how, did you ever have to take a step back and go? Wow, this is this is a huge thing that we've been a part of. Yeah, I mean, we've had many moments like that. I mean, the first one I think uh, that hit us that way was in Civil War, uh, when we were shooting the the airport fight scene, and uh, you know when we had the two sides in the Civil War assembled and they were first uh, going to initially going to clash on the on the runway there, uh, charging each other. I mean, that was to see that many characters assembled in a single place like that. Um, was kind of breathtaking to us and a lot of the crew. I mean, there were some of the crew members were walking around teary-eyed because no one had ever imagined that they would ever see the day where where a film would be made like this. And it was it was such a it was such a satisfying milestone for many of us. Um, that and and then yeah, as we segued into Infinity War, we you know that that sense of the largeness of, of the MCU and the sort of epic nature of these characters, uh, you know, it just, it just kept unfolding for us. And just one one final question. I think uh, in, in, in the movie-making world right now, no one deserves a vacation more than you two because you have had uh, two of the biggest films back-to-back, two huge films before that as well for the MCU, and I was like, those guys, they deserve, they deserve a holiday. And I, I looked at the IMDb, and you're uh, apparently already working on directing your next movie, which is, I believe, Cherry due out next year with Tom Holland. And I just, on the one hand, I want to congratulate you for continuing on the work ethic. And on the other hand, I want to call you about lunatics, because you need a day off, guys. Thank you for observing that. I, <laughs> you're speaking. Uh, you're speaking the truth. We do need a day off, but yeah. But we, here's the other thing: is we love what we do. We love making movies. So it's really what we draw our energy from. And um, while we've been, you know, the, the Marvel movies, the scale of them, like you were pointing out, I mean, they're they're very unique beasts. They're so, they're so large. They're very difficult movies to execute. You know, this next movie, Cherry, is a very small film, an intimate film. Um, and we're, we're so we're going to be using very different filmmaking muscles on that movie, and it's a it's a much smaller time commitment than a, than a Marvel movie. So it's it's kind of like the uh, the the cinematic equivalent of taking a holiday. It's just a, a small break after a huge huge undertaking. And I have to congratulate you both. Um, it's been an amazing achievement over the last couple of years. Uh, as I keep telling everyone, Winter Soldier is one of my favorite blockbusters, if not one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and, uh, I, and, you know, well done on you both. And I really look forward to seeing Endgame and everything you do after that. Thanks so much. Thank for you the very much. Yeah. really appreciate that. That was really pleasurable. Thank you. So that was the Russo brothers, very, very, very nice guys who uh, are now buying some of the hugest, most expensive, most biggest blockbustery box office movies of all time, uh, and now moving on to something you know slightly smaller, just starring Spider Man. No big deal. Uh, if you're interested at all, which I'm sure you should be, because you're listening to a movie show, we also have our interviews with Scarlett Johansson, Paul Rudd, and Chris Hemsworth, aka Black Widow, Ant Man, and Thor all to do with uh, Avengers Endgame as well. They're all up on Joe and will be on a future episode of The Big Review Ski. That's it for me, I think. Again, it's weird to do this by myself, but here we're going to do it.
Bonus. Next week. Bye. You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe. Brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.